Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Top Flight Podcast as we are continuing our EPL preview series. Ori Benatar here, and I am joined by Uzair Madhani, resident Manchester United fan of the Top Flight crew. What's going on, Uzair? Not much, not much. Just uh, been watching every single preseason game through uh, through the through my fingers, hoping that Jose eventually signs a defender. Yeah, I mean, for all Manchester United fans, that's kind of been the story: is the Red Devils coming off of a second place finish last season? They finished uh, a whole 19 points behind the champions and arch rivals Manchester City. And the preseason has been pretty disappointing for Manchester United. Lost 4-1 to Liverpool and Ann Arbor during the ICC. Their lone ICC win was a penalty shootout win and a monster shootout against AC Milan. And then they just came off a loss to Bayern Munich. And United get to open up the Premier League season on Friday against Leicester City at Old Trafford. But before that... Uzair, it seems that Mourinho is really fishing for a defender. And there's a couple that have been on the market. You know, Maguire, Alderweireld, uh, possibly Boateng. It seems like Alderweireld might be the closest player that United is uh, looking to get. But out of the defenders that United are after, Yerry Mina also included, which one would you most like to see um, with the Red Devils? I think for me personally, it would have to be Toby Alderweireld. We have probably the best chance of getting him considering he's been frozen out at Spurs for the last half a year or so. On top of that, United have a group of centre-backs that need a leader. They have the likes of Victor Lindelof, Eric Bailly, who are good, talented centre-backs, but they need someone with the organisational capabilities of Alderweireld. Um, our current senior centre-backs are uh, Phil Jones and Chris Smalling, and the fact that I have to call them senior centre-backs hurts me just a little bit on the inside because they haven't developed into the centre-backs that United would have hoped for. They're too injury-prone. They're prone to mistakes. It's For me, it's Alderweireld or bust. I don't think Mina is going to solve problems. Boateng would be great, but I don't think he's going to get sold by Bayern. And if he does, I don't think he's coming to United. But yeah, in the end, I think Alderweireld is the one that takes all the boxes for me. What about Harry Maguire? He seems like a developing young center back, could become a superstar. Leicester are putting a high price tag on him, and Manchester United seem willing potentially to spend 65 mil on Harry Maguire. If that deal falls through, do you think that's a better move for the future than getting uh, Alderweireld? Yeah, if the Alderweireld deal falls through, I would absolutely love Maguire at United. He was fantastic during the World Cup. He's a big threat from set pieces. He's someone who can actually step out of defense with the ball. It the, again, the problem ends up being you need someone to organize him a little bit more because he's only 25 for now, and he's still not hit his prime yet. And if United want to make up that 19-point gap, I think they need a quick fix. A quick fix is exactly what Jose Mourinho needs and what will be his third season at Manchester United. Uh, deals are happening a lot. As we're getting closer to transfer deadline day, which is going to be this Thursday at the time of recording this, Manchester United have not yet signed a big defender. Alderweireld, Maguire, Boateng, Mina kind of all in the running. But let's say the situation happens. It's very likely, too, that United doesn't get one of those four guys and are left without a superstar defender. 
with Phil Jones and Chris Smalling as your starting center backs and potentially looking at Lindelof, Bailly, and Rojo making some first-team appearances, what do you think of United's chances when it comes to the title or even finishing top four? It's going to be tough without further additions. I mean, the summer started off well. I think Fred is an absolutely fantastic signing. Diego Dallo is one for the future, and he can cover um, on the wings. Other than that, the centre-backs has just been such a big issue for the club. It was an issue last season, and without a signing, United will not be able to win the title unless they sign a centre-back. Even with the centre-back signing, it won't solve all the problems, but it will be a step in the right direction. And a step... Yeah, sorry? I was just going to say, a step in the right direction, I feel like, is exactly what Mourinho needs, right? Exactly, yeah. It's been such a negative off-season. Every press conference has had this overwhelming tone of just sadness from Mourinho. Either he's complaining that he hasn't gotten the signings that he's wanted, or he's complaining about the lack of first-team stars available after the World Cup. He's complaining about the prices in the market. These are, to some extent, you can't control these things. It would be nice to get a bit of positivity out of him. And it's, as a United fan, it's really worrying for the rest of the season if this is the sort of mentality we're going into this campaign with. And Mourinho mentality, that's sort of been the, the hallmark of his career. He's always been either, you know, a genius, the special one, as he called himself all those years ago, or he's turned out to be this, you know, very arrogant man that's very, you know, stubborn when it comes to his tactics and which players he's wanting to use. And since he started with United, he's been able to make at least, you know, a big, big time signing. You know, Paul Pogba his first summer, and he got Romelu Lukaku last year. Still yet to see that big, big signing. But let's say United don't have that. You're going to need a player to step up. Who for you is the most important player that didn't have such a good season last year that needs to be key and have a great 38-game season for United to even sniff at Manchester City? For me, that has to be Alexis Sanchez. Big, big money signing in January. Beat City to the player. And that doesn't happen very often these days. Um, but for me, Alexis has to be the key for United this next season. He's, uh, he's approaching the tail end of his career, but for the first time in a while, he's actually had a summer off. I mean, it would have been fantastic to see Chile at the World Cup, but as a United fan, it made me happy to see Alexis actually get some time off. He's come back into preseason, and of all the players there, he's looked the sharpest. He's looked keen to make things happen. He's looked exciting on the ball. He's demanded possession. And there's actually been a bit of end product now in uh, preseason as well, which was something we weren't getting last season. I think if Alexis can gel with Lukaku, can gel with Pogba, which was one of the big issues that they faced last year, if he can sort of recapture that heyday Arsenal form, then I think United will be giving themselves a much, much better chance of trying to catch Man City. I totally agree. I think Sanchez just needs to get used to Mourinho's tactics. He's just got to gel with Lukaku and Pogba, get some chemistry. He came into the team in January. That's why we just didn't see that many great performances from him. And Sanchez, this was the first summer he's had off not playing with Chile since 2013 because Chile was at the World Cup in 2014, played in two straight Copa Americas, then they got to play in the Confederations Cup last summer, and somehow they didn't qualify for the World Cup. Peru kind of took their place. They didn't uh, get too far. But taking a look at the rest of the Manchester United squad, the big story recently, Marcus Rashford getting the number 10. Uh, numbers don't play play somewhat of a significance in the world of football, 
Do we see Marcus Rashford get more game time? And also, what's going to happen with Anthony Martial? He was he doesn't want to be at United, but it looks like he's going to be there at least till January. Um, I think Rashford getting the number ten shirt is great for him. Like he's come up through the academy, had that huge breakthrough under Van Hall, and honestly, yeah, the numbers in the grand scheme of things don't matter so much. But it's sort of an indication that United are putting their trust in him, which I absolutely love. I'm a huge fan of Rashford. He just brings this sort of energy and drive to the team, that willingness to take on players. I hope he gets more game time than last season. Um, I think he's definitely going to start on the bench, but hopefully he can sort of play his way into the team. That uh, If Mourinho ends up going for a 4-3-3 or a 4-2-3-1, that right-sided attacking option is still there. It's not his preferred role, but it is somewhere he can slot in. He can even slot in behind the striker, or if Mourinho ever decides to play two up top, he could always play off Romelu Lukaku, getting on the end of all those knockdowns that uh, that Lukaku is very likely to win. Um, so I'm hoping for big things from Rashford this season, and I think he will come up. I think he's in line to have a good season. I would agree. And then Martial? Sorry. Martial is... That's going to be an interesting one, isn't it? Um, I absolutely love Martial. He's with the ball at his feet when he's in full flight. He's one of the most exciting players I've seen in a fair few years. He is so much fun to watch. And it broke my heart when he didn't make it into the France squad for the World Cup. When he didn't make that squad, that's when I thought he's leaving United. It's done. He's going to want the playing time. And I'm honestly very surprised that as of recording this, he is still at United. If he does end up staying, it's going to be a lot harder for him to get into the lineup than for Sanchez. Uh, sorry, for Rashford. He's probably going to be more of a sub for Sanchez on that left-hand side, provided Rashford isn't already subbing in for Sanchez on that side. So he's definitely falling down the pecking order. And my only hope will be that when he does get his chance, he, can, he just reminds us why we fell in love with him as United fans because he's such a lovely player to watch. And for me personally, he's one hes one of those players that could be one of the world's best in the future. And letting him go just and seeing him do well somewhere else, I'd still be happy for him as a player, but there will be that huge sort of weighing what-if question. What if he'd kind of stayed at United? What if he'd, we'd played him a bit more? We'd appealed to him a bit more, given him that starting slot, and let him just kind of work his magic? It's going to be an interesting season for him if he doesn't leave. I really hope he can play his way back into the side in some form. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with those two players. Marcus Rashford is one of my favorite players in the Premier League, and I'm a Liverpool fan. I just love the way he plays. He runs at the defenders. Also seeing what he was doing for England, he seemed like the only guy that was in England's attack that was really going for it You know, towards the end of that semifinal against Croatia. And Rashford kind of reminds me of the Alex Ferguson era, a young guy through the academy plays his way up to become a first-team player, you know, back in the early years of Mourinho and the late years of Van Gaal. And then Anthony Martial, who at Monaco, he was like killing Mbappe before killing Mbappe. Everyone saw Martial and was like, this kid is amazing. He's a great player. Mbappe kind of turned it up a level, and him playing at the World Cup helped. But Martial has the potential to be one of the best left-wingers in the world if he gets the consistent game time. But I think we could see a Coutinho situation with Martial. He'll He'll play some games, 
in the beginning of the season up until Christmas. And then once we hit January, if he's unhappy with his game time and he's not doing too well in Manchester United, is not doing well in the standings or in the Champions League, he's going to demand a move away. And United is very clear that they are not going to give Martial to a rival. He will probably go out to Bayern or Juventus probably wouldn't want him. They have no place for him. Uh, maybe someone like Real Madrid would potentially want to sign him. So I think he could have a move outside of Europe. And speaking of Europe, let's talk a little bit about Manchester United and the Champions League because they are back in the Champions League. Got knocked out in the round of 16 to Sevilla last year on a bit of a fluke in the second leg. Uh, ben Yedder scoring those two goals. That was coming a year after they won the Europa League. What are Manchester United's Champions League expectations? Do you want to see them go for winning a Champions League, getting to a semifinals, or should they put all their eggs in the league basket? Oh, I would love to see them win the Champions League. It would be fantastic. Anything, even, like, the league will be forgiven if they win the Champions League. It would, be, it would end up being almost like a situation that Liverpool had last year where they kind of tailed off in the league, still finished fourth, but then got to the Champions League final and gave themselves a shot at winning that. Sorry again to drag up those memories. Um, but... United, I think, realistically, quarterfinals. We haven't had any summer investment yet, and I think that was the general sort of aim last year. Obviously, they messed that up against Sevilla, but if they could get to the quarterfinals, and from that point on, you kind of just give yourself a shot. Um, like United have a history of performing fairly well in the Champions League ever since sort of the turn of the century, but uh, the last few appearances have definitely been lacking. Mourinho's tactics in Europe have kind of been him sticking to the old ways of grind out a draw away from home and steal a win at home. It's something that has not worked recently because teams have become a little more willing to attack when they're away. They don't play for the, the away draw anymore. The away goals are fantastic, but they play for that win. And that's, that's something that Mourinho needs to adapt to. It was uh, partially the reason we got knocked out against Sevilla was we did absolutely nothing away and drew nil-nil, I believe, against a team that had one of the leakiest defenses in Spain at the time. And it ended up costing us. We can't afford to make those same mistakes again. Yeah, Jose Mourinho yet to win his third Champions League. Won it with Inter back in 2010, was unable to win one at Real Madrid, couldn't do it again at Chelsea, um, and now trying to do it potentially with Manchester United. And recently, the English teams that have succeeded in the Champions League have not had good league seasons. I mean, for God's sake, Chelsea is the last English team to win the Champions League, and they came, I think, six. They came seventh in the league that year in 2012. Liverpool getting to the final when uh, they finished in fourth, and Manchester City got to the semis uh, when they weren't they, when they didn't win the league. But taking a look at some of the better teams in Europe, um, what teams do you feel Manchester United have a chance of beating in a two-legged affair? in the knockout stage, for example, even though United is going to be in pot two, so they are likely to be drawn with a big-time team unless they got Locomotive Moscow in the group stage. But out of the big European teams, which ones do you feel Manchester United has a chance to beat in the knockout stage? That's a, that's a tough one because man for man, United tend to not match up very well with the very best of Europe, largely down to the sort of lackluster centre-back pairing because every big European team has a quality attack, and that centre-back pairing just sets us back so far in that. Um, off, the, off the sides that did well in the Champions League last year, I don't know, can I pick Roma? Might have a chance against them. 
they don't, they didn't defend much either. That's a that's a fair pick. Uh, Roma's fine, but you. You know what? You know what? United managed to draw with Liverpool in the league and beat Liverpool in the league last year. So I'm picking Liverpool. That's our best chance. You don't feel they have any chance of beating uh, the likes of Bayern or PSG or. I just think the best chance is against uh, teams that won't defend well against us. Uh, teams like Madrid, even without Ronaldo, Madrid's centre-back pairing is so strong, I can see them shutting us out, but I can't see United shutting Madrid out, at least not with their current group of uh, defenders. So for United's sake, it looks like they're going to need the luck of the draw with the Champions League. They got lucky last Champions League. They got uh, gifted with a pretty easy group. They got, I mean, Sevilla is no slouch for sure. They've proven themselves worthy on many occasions in Europe over the past four to five seasons, but Manchester United had the squad to beat that team. Uh, last sort of topic before we get into the final sort of uh, expectations of Manchester United, uh, Jose Mourinho. He's had the third season syndrome before. Sometimes it results in him being fired from his jobs. What position do United uh, need to be in for Ed Woodward to say, you're done, Jose, we don't want you anymore? I think if uh, United do not put in a strong challenge for the title, like what, last year the title was done by December. If it's another situation where United do not challenge in the Champions League, don't win the FA Cup, do nothing in the League Cup, and also don't have a Premier League title-challenging season, that'll be the end of Mourinho. I think I have a gut feeling of Regardless of whatever happens, even if United do win the Champions League, this might just be Mourinho's last season. He does not hang around in places very long. It's usually three, maybe three and a half seasons per place. And especially if United get off to a bad start to the Premier League season, I think this is very much going to be the last we see of Mourinho in the United dugout. And then the return of Louis van Gaal, right? Oh, God. That was... Oh, God. I may, I may stop watching football if Van Hall comes back. All right. So there's, that's how you get Uzair to stop watching football. You get Louis Van Gaal back at Manchester United. All right. So let's do some expectations. So you said quarterfinals for the Champions League. Give me a range of places United can finish in. I mean, obviously, title is the highest. Where's you think the lowest position United can finish this season? The lowest, uh, realistically. Yeah, realistically. I think the lowest realistically is sixth. All it takes is a bad start, and then you're playing catch-up for the rest of the season, and that tends to take its toll on the squad. Just look at what happened last season against, uh, in terms of trying to catch up to City. Playing catch-up over a long period of time ends up draining the players, killing their motivation sometimes, especially if the gap ends up being too big. I don't think they're going to finish outside the top four, but realistically it's not out of the realms of possibility for that to happen. I would agree. I think I'm going to say seventh is their potential lowest. I think there's there's been a couple of mid-table teams that have made some business that could shock, like we saw with Burnley last season finishing in seventh. But I think that if Pogba, Sanchez, and Lukaku gel, they could be the best big three in the Premier League because I personally don't think that Salah, Firmino, and Mane can replicate what they did last season. I mean, to do to score that many goals, to have that many assists... I don't know if that's possible again. And Pogba, Sanchez, and Lukaku are all three of them are all better players overall than Salah, Firmino, and Mane. Salah putting himself probably up into the top ten players in the world, but I think Pogba showed when he has the his role that he wants to play, 
he can be an incredible midfielder. Sanchez has proven with Barca and Arsenal and with Chile that he is an excellent attacker. And Romelu Lukaku is young and has the physicality, the pace, and the exquisite touch to be maybe the best striker in the world once we see Suarez and Lewandowski sort of get up in age. So I think United, they must have those three gel and also get Rashford more involved, get a big-time defender, and then you're competing for the title. But I think... The team stays like this, and Mourinho sort of gives up halfway through like we've seen him done with a lot of teams before. I think seventh is not out of the question. And the last thing we'll do before, we might as well give me a prediction for Friday's game. The season's starting. We're pumped. We're four, three days away from it. United v. Leicester at Old Trafford. Who's winning opening match? I'm going to say it finishes 2-1 to United, but Leicester take the lead. Who scores the goals? Uh, Vardy for Leicester. And then I believe Sanchez gets himself too. Interesting. I'll say United take it one nothing. I'll go with Lukaku to get the one goal. But it will be interesting to see which side Maguire suits up for. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna suit up for Leicester. Um, personally, I think if United get any defender, it would be Toby Alderweireld, especially because Spurs do want to take advantage of his expiring contract. They would want to get some money for him rather than let him go on a free. Uh, Uzair, thank you for joining me. Oh, anytime, man. It was a pleasure. All right, Manchester United, that's our preview for the Red Devils. They begin the season on Friday at home against Leicester City. What can the World Cup stars like Pogba and Lukaku uh, do in the next season? What we're going to see from De Gea. Will this be Mourinho's last year in Manchester? We'll have to wait and see. Make sure to listen to the rest of our previews and read our uh, stuff at thetopflight.com. Thank you for joining us. Here's to next time on the Top Flight Podcast.